Last time on Cloudfall. The island of Lore is trembling, threatening to fall out of the sky at any moment. The party investigated and found that the Bismite mines beneath the island were infiltrated by a dangerous magical entity. The party was separated but have reconvened deep within the mines, now in a forgotten ancient chamber beneath the island, a fey spirit trapped inside of a statue has reached out to the group to strike a deal. His name is Ganymede, and he's here to party, and to help them get out of the cave. Ganymede has struck a deal with each of you. Uh, he now lives inside an object in each of you and is lending some senses to you. As soon as this deal concluded, you are made aware that there's a pile of rust monsters, uh, these bug-like creatures standing between two and six feet tall, depending on if it's the baby or the mama, uh, now stand before you near this stone column. You've been promised that once you destroy these rust monsters, that the door leading out of here will move open. As Ganymede's um, animated armor is holding the door shut from the other side, living in constant terror of these rust monsters. Let's take them down. Aaron uh, pulls out a dagger out of their boot pocket. <laughs> Guys, I'm really sick of fighting and 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 murder, and and I just want out of this cave. Aaron throws a dagger at the monster. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they haven't quite engaged you yet. Uh, there's uh, one big one and three smaller ones that are kind of milling about this large area of stone. Go ahead and make an attack. Ten. Okay. The dagger just kind of sails past them. Uh, you hear it land in the gravel, and it immediately catches their attention. Mm. All four of them kind of turn in towards it, and one of the smaller ones is allowed to approach the dagger. You see it lift these antennae above its head, kind of over the dagger. And these antennae, they look like feathers almost. They're kind of wide and they look like they're made of like flat copper. Uh, they start to shake and they release this kind of shimmering noise. You see that dagger start to rapidly corrode. You see a brief heat ripple come off of it and you see the surface of the metal kind of fuzz over with brown and it starts to grow out of it. And then most of the dagger just turns to a pile of dust. Hey. And you see the rust monster kind of angle towards it and start lapping up all the dust. Yuck. That was my best dagger. Everyone, hold on one second. Would you say it's been less than 10 minutes since I was trying to talk to Owley? Yeah. I uh, take a couple steps toward the rust monsters. Are they beasts? I don't think so. Chit. They're bugs, right? Monstrosity. Chit. I don't have speak with monster. I take a step closer and I go, Ah, can you can you understand me? 
the large one, the brood mother, uh, kind of turns around and just bears its yellow eyes at you. We just want to get out of here. Would you be willing to relocate temporarily so that we can leave? It starts to shake its antennae at you, trying to dissolve you if you were made of metal, but it sees there's kind of no reaction there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I go ahead and cast a Hunter's Mark on the mama. Okay. And then I take a step back. What did they say, Journey? I don't think they're willing to talk. I think we just need to do some pest control and then get the hell out of here. Mm, yes, well, seeing as I am mostly covered in metal, I do not wish to take the charge in this particular situation. Maybe if we kill the mama, then the rest of them are, maybe they'll scatter. It's worth a shot. And uh, Journey draws her bow and goes to take a shot. Okay. Are we in, like, initiative? Not yet. yet? Okay. 23? Now you're in initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone hit them. Yes, uh, that connects. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Eight. All right, Journey fires off an arrow. It lands directly into the carapace of the Broodmother. You can tell it's done real damage. It's kind of oozing this purpley liquid out of its carapace where it was shot in now, but it's also much more interested in the party. It takes a few steps towards Journey and begins to shake its antenna. And it notices Guy. I need everybody to give me their initiative. Right. Oh no. Seventeen for Doran. Sixteen for Aaron. Uh, Journey got a dirty twenty. That's a thirteen for Poppy. Guys, a twelve. All right, Journey. You can tell that this is going to be a fight now. Uh, after that. However, uh, they've only just turned to make it a real endeavor. You have the opportunity to act again. Oh, dope. I rolled the highest. Um, yeah, so I'm going to use my bonus action to um, pull back the bow for even longer. Mm -hmm. um, and then shoot again. Okay. At the mom again. <sighs> that is a 10 to hit. Oof. Yeah. Uh, it hits the carapace at the wrong angle. You see the arrow just slide off. That brightness kind of dies against the cave wall as your luminous branch had been pulled back to be as bright as possible. Okay. I'm going to back up using my movement. Okay. Doran. Seeing the dagger getting dissolved by one of the rust monsters and the creature's eyeing guy, uh, Doran will first of all eat a Cinnabomb. Okay. <laughs> so the Cinnabomb is consumed as a bonus action and for the next minute all creatures adjacent to me at the end of my turn must make a deck save and if they fail take fire damage basically mm -hmm. and then for my action i'm going to use minor illusion to make a decent size uh, chest that appears to be made out of metal mm -hmm. like 10 feet in front of guy then I will use my movement to step away from my allies. Are you going to position yourself adjacent to any of the rust monsters? I don't want to get that close. I want, but yeah. So. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, the Cinnabomb. It will do damage, but I Doran does not want to get too close okay. to them because they're scary. <laughs> and uh, it was minor illusion, correct? Yes. Okay. So I, I create an object that can be no larger than a five-foot cube. Mm -hmm. it, it looks like a real object. Mm -hmm. A creature can use its action to examine it to determine whether it's an illusion or not. Does it smell real? It's only going to be one sensory effect. Okay. 
what luck, a treasure chest has appeared before us. <laughs> no, no guy, that's not real. Careful. <laughs> All right, is that it, Doran? Yep. Okay, then it's Aaron. Aaron's going to hide. <laughs> okay. Bonus action to yeah. hide. Do I have to I roll? You do, it? yeah, I need a stealth roll. Okay. I'll roll new dice. Eee, not rolling too hot. Stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, 16. Damn. Wow, okay. Am I hidden? You think so? Cool. You uh, duck behind some some low stones there and seem to not catch their attention. Um, and then Aaron is going to throw a stick of dynamite at the bugs. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm glad this will be over before it gets Hell to my yeah. turn. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking blasting caps. Just get them. So the blasting caps that you have, they have kind of a finicky fuse. So once you ignite it and throw it, there's a good chance it'll go out. If it doesn't, it's pretty much game over for whoever it lands on. Okay. You just tell me what to roll. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I have so, three of them, so I mean, I might as well keep trying. Yeah, I'm just going to have you roll a flat d20 to see if that dynamite goes out. Sorry, that blasting cap. <laughs> Dang it. Six. Okay. All right. Next up is Poppy. What happens? Uh, some of you noticed a lit blasting cap sailing through the air and landing among the bugs. And it's Poppy's turn. Um, Poppy reaches into her shirt and pulls out Pinch mm-hmm. and whispers a little something to Pinch, mm-hmm. puts him on the ground, and then pulls out her bread knife and goes, oh no, I hope none of you get my bread knife. <laughs> <laughs> and wave it around super obviously as Pinch runs and tries to like go up to the closest one without them noticing. Sure. I'm trying to be a distraction. <laughs> I love it. He's a summon, a fine familiar. He can cast a touch spell as if it was me touching. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have him do shocking grasp mm. at the closest one. Sure. So he would touch shock. It would be a melee spell attack. Never mind. That's a natural one. Yikes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh yeah, so <laughs> Pinch is waddling up behind this thing. Um their eyes are following that knife as you wave it, just kind of side to side to side, like an entranced group of tennis watchers. Um <laughs> and then Pinch kind of creeps up behind it, and as soon as Pinch gets close enough to touch it, you see one of those things whip around and just gobble up Pinch in its mouth. No! Oh, no! It kind of, like, does a couple, like, choking bites to get the rest of him, and then it just, like, macerates Pinch and, like, whips him side to side, and you just see little pieces of dough flying all over. No! No! Pinch, fan favorite! Rip. Uh, next up is the broodmother. Jesus Christ. Oh, good. <laughs> Man, they got bad initiative. Yeah, they were both pretty low. Uh, the broodmother looks up at Guy, all that metal. Who? And then you follow its eyes down to the chest. It charges at the chest, kind of almost like stumbling over itself, kicking rocks back as it does. It kneels down to the chest to investigate it, kind of smashing its face into that area. And you see its antennae just going crazy. And you can all hear this as it's trying to corrode the chest, getting nothing. Yeah, Doran's useful. 
<laughs> More than candles. So um, physical interactions reveal it to be an image. Okay. Illusion. So, yeah. Yeah. It uh, makes note of that and looks up at Guy. But it's now Guy's turn. Oh, boy. Uh, Guy watches it go crazy on the fake chest and starts backing away <laughs> and kind of waits for the big one to make eyes with him again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do a fear effect. So, yeah, Guy waits for the monster to make eye contact with him again. Mm-hmm. When it does, he lifts his own head off of his shoulders and uh, the flame erupts from his neck, and he screams, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, casting cause fear at the monster. Cool. Okay. This is a a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Twelve. Ooh, that's a fail. All right. Yes. Very good. Okay. So it is uh, frightened of me until the spell ends. Uh, <laughs> it's a one-minute concentration. Okay. Um, at the end of each of its turn, it can try again. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you all see this thing. Uh, for a moment, it was kind of flashing its antennae up at Guy, and then Guy kind of flashes his antennae back. <laughs> <laughs> um you see this kind of green flame that is spouting up from Guy's neck and it's billowing over his head, casting it into this imposing black shadow as he's got it held above him. And then this noise that he makes, it sort of comes from everywhere all at once. You can hear it from your brainstem at the same time that you can hear it in your ears. And you get a little bit of this fear at the same time that the broodmother does. You see it kind of back off, skittering backwards, trying to make itself small. Next up is the babies, who are not afraid of Guy. They each charge in one by one, uh, sprinting towards him, hungry as can be. Great. <laughs> um, they can't eat what they haven't softened, so each of the three of them shakes their antennae at you. It's a lesson for all of us. <laughs> um, Guy, what is your AC? Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> 17. Okay. Um, your AC on that armor... After they have shaken their antennas, you see pieces of your chainmail begin to fall away in patches, uh, kind of turning to sand on your body or rust, as it were. Um, your permanent AC for that suit of armor is now 14. Okay. Oh. All, yeah. Okay. We're back to the top of the round with Journey. Hey. Uh, Journey is going to try again to shoot Mama. Um, using a bonus action to pull back the bow. 17 to hit? Yes, that hits the broodmother. Fantastic. Okay, so I have a question about where the babies are. Okay. Uh, wow, all fours. Uh, 12 damage to the broodmother plus 1d4 radiant damage. That's another four. All right. Damage to the broodmother. Are any of the babies adjacent to her? Uh, yes, they all are, but they're kind of in front of her. So they all get four radiant damage. Nice. Anything else? No. Okay. Uh, we're back to Doran. How close is the broodmother next to the blasting cap that Aaron threw? No longer near. It moved after Aaron had thrown it. Um, I'm going to run over and pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can see the fuse is only about half burned down. Okay. Guy, uh, duck. 
Where? <laughs> I'm going to light it with prestidigitation as I throw it midair so that it's a little away from me. And then I don't even look. I turn around and plug my ears facing the other direction after throwing it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me a d20 for that. Plus. Nope, just d20. Oh, come on, Tim. <laughs> oh, for you, John, plus 10. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew it. <laughs> I got a 12. 12? Great. 12 is more than 10. That's above average. That's in the good part. All right, Aaron. That's at least a ball. Um, it didn't go, guys. It didn't go. Aww. I'm a little concerned that the creatures are close to Guy and Guy will get hit, but I'm going to try to throw my second blasting cap. <laughs> kind you of have more than one. She's got three. Trying to not directly hit them so mm-hmm. Guy can try to be at the edge of the range mm-hmm. more. I'm trying to aim it better, but sure. we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's close. It's so much damage, though, if it goes off. I'm still hidden also. 13. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Poppy, your turn. <laughs> oh, wait. And my bonus action, I'm going to eat my fiber field cake. Okay. Yeah, you fortified as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, read for us what the fiber field cake does really quick. Yep. Um... It will give me for one minute resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Advantage on strength and con saves. You might need them. Um, it is Poppy's turn. Oh my God, Pinch! He died. Oh wait, no, I can just bake him again in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Pinch, you jerk! And then I um, cast Burning Hands. I don't know. Okay. Yep. No, you did that. <laughs> okay. All right. They have to make In a deck a save. Direction. Right? They got to make a deck save. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Broodmother gets a fifteen. Um, against my spell save. Yep. Where the fuck is that? Thirteen. Uh, and baby's got a thirteen, so I think they all succeeded. Correct. I don't yeah. know how that works. Meet it, beat yeah. it. Yep. How did uh did the blessing cap succeed? Well, do they take ha- <laughs> do they take half damage or full or no damage from a mist burning hand? Half. Um, yeah. half as much. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Go ahead and roll those. That's three d six, sixteen. So eight. eight. Cool. Eight plus. Eight plus the fire ignites any flammable <laughs> objects in the area. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh oh no. Oh no. Cool. Aaron's just crouched hiding, thinking the blasting cap didn't go off. I'm like, damn. There's two. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> so, we gotta bring Neil deGrasse Tyson in or something. Yeah. To explain the physics okay, of this yeah. one. We're gonna kill There was so much happening, <laughs> and it's only been like six seconds. Guy's gonna be triple dead by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's have Doran and Aaron both roll five d six bludgeoning plus five d six fire. Oh my <laughs> god. Five. Nice. I'm sorry to give you a field kick. Yes. Twenty-three fire. Oh, I only got twenty-two fire. <laughs> Fifteen bludgeoning. I feel like it's not twice huh. as much. Twenty-three bludgeoning. Well, I mean, probably it is. <laughs> this might be the most damage Dorn does all campaign. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you don't get credit you, for this. You I do. do. I got to roll the dice. That means it was me. No, you'll be doing social damage. Don't worry. <laughs> Emotional, <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so Guy, uh, only one of those threatened you, uh, and it was Doran's. Go ahead and make a dex save. Nope, that's a nine. Okay. Uh, So, unfortunately, you take the full brunt of Doran's. Okay. 
and uh, none of Aaron's as she had intentionally positioned hers to not get you as well. You know, I'm always looking out. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that number? Uh, so Doran's was... 22 plus 13? Plus 15. 15. So 37 damage. Are you, are you down? Yep. Fuck. <gasps> but all told... Uh, including the burning hands, you guys did 91 damage. God wow. almighty. And the rust monsters have evaporated. <laughs> oh my god. Guy. Journey immediately drops down and like slides over to Guy, like does like a cool baseball, like <laughs> slide over on her knees and then casts cure wounds on him. <sighs> Unless we're still in initiative, in which case she no, does not. No, no reason for initiative at this point. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I cast a. Cure wounds. Hold on one do second. You, do you need help? I have band-aid. Um, I have a med kit. Uh, ten. Ten Heelys. There was a lot going on here. So those two blasting caps went off one after another and caused a crater uh, in this little cave. The island also begins to shake. No. no. Just briefly after that explosion. And during that time, this chamber also goes completely dark. All of the scuttle bumps in here that were giving you light are scared again from this huge blast and went momentarily dark. For the time being, you guys are speaking to each other in pitch darkness. This is why I don't use offensive magic. It just, it, w- it went off more than I meant it to. No, it's all right. We got rid of all the bugs and that's what matters. Guy, are you all right? Oh, uh, oh, oh. We'll get you healed up. Um, Journey taps on her or switches on her headlamp however they work yeah oh did, did we did we win i think so i think they're all dead define win everyone else okay could yeah. someone please hand me my head <laughs> <laughs> i can't see anything uh you do catch a little bit of light some coming off of journey's helmet but a little more coming through a crescent shape on the wall where a large circular stone door is being moved out of the way we're free. All right, everybody, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Aaron rushes out. I'll be right there. <laughs> oh, uh, I think I think this is your head. Nope, that's a rock. It's a scuttle bump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go. Oh, thank you, Poppy. Wait till I find out who cast that fireball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, I don't know. I maybe Pinch did it before he exploded. Oh, he's probably that little rascal. <laughs> um, sorry about Pinch. It's okay. I always keep a little bit of him in a vial around my neck, just in case that happens. So if I always have a little bit of the doe mother, I can I can bring him back. Oh, okay. It's a long story. Do you name him Pinch every time, or does he? It is Pinch every time. Okay. I learned that the hard way. All right, his brother. Right. Let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. As you move into the next room, you see a little more of that blue moss growing along the walls here. Uh, This chamber is much drier and has not been accessed as recently as this. When you move in there, you see a suit of armor standing all by itself, helm and all. It is a full plate suit of dark tarnished armor with deep green cloth accents uh, kind of tied around it in sashes. That's super cool. I think, Journey, you're up next, right? Yeah, I think this is clearly for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've been looking for some full plate metal armor yeah. um, to be extra sneaky. <laughs> Do you think this would fit me? <laughs> it's one way to try it. Green's really my my color. <laughs> yeah. I'm still a bit woozy, but uh, <laughs> if I may chime in. 
I so injured and we're all cracking jokes. <laughs> this this armor has served me well over the past few years. And a uh, guy like puts his hands on his he- hips and flexes a little bit, and then like half yep. of his armor slips off. Your pants <laughs> fall down. <Yeah. laughs> Just like tinkles mm. into rust shards. Poppy, do you think you can fix this up for me? Your current suit? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I pull out a little baking soda and I like spit and I like try and rub some <laughs> of the rust out. It does nothing. <laughs> it, I like, I think part of the pauldron just like crumbles off. <laughs> well, perhaps this gentleman can be of assistance. It kind of does like a, a bow and like waves its hand in a circle as if to offer its service. Do you know how to fix a suit of armor? (laughs) (laughs) It uh, places its hand kind of beneath its chin and sort of strokes. And then it looks, it squats and looks at your armor and uh, starts kind of like subtly nodding towards you. He thinks he could fix it up. Oh, very well. If, I mean, if you could fix it to be something as nice as your own armor, that would be quite special indeed. Doesn't look up at you, but just shakes his head no. Mm. Oh, no. Well, of course. Perhaps I'm overstepping. Shakes his head, yes. <laughs> Guy, um, when I was getting this new bow that I've got, Doran taught me about something called a trade-in. Oh, uh, yes, I remember this. Maybe it's time for you to trade in what you got for something a little better, and then tilts her head at the new armor. Oh, I see. Yes, well, as I said, this armor has served me well. It does not cover my entire body anymore, but perhaps with a little spit and polish, we could do a trade The uh, armor kind of shakes its head side to side, considering for a second, then nods. It gestures for you to remove your armor. Well, very well. Everyone turn around, please. <laughs> <laughs> when you all turn back around... The suit of armor is wearing Guy's old armor. (laughs) It's kind of like looking at itself and kind of showing it off and then turns around and shows you the butt and then it shrugs at all of you. Double protection. I think this is very keen. Uh, The AC bonus does the stack, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny gets dizzy. (laughs) You're looking a little small. Uh, It's true. I rely on a bit of armor to appear larger and more intimidating. The armor is kind of looking you up and down and just gives you a quick nod and then gestures forward and starts walking. (laughs) Did he mention a name or... Who? The armor? The armor. Oh, he didn't talk to me. Mm. Excuse me, sir armor? Uh, It has taken a couple of loud steps away from you and then looks back. Do you happen to know where we can find some new armor? It, like, looks ahead and then looks through the door that you all came through and then shrugs and then points up. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Doran walks up to this suit of armor. <laughs> I'm going to uh, press the digitation to just give a little bit of sparks. And then do I see a face at all behind the faceplate or anything no, like that? No, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Um, well, this, uh, this little transaction was... Unexpected, to say the least. Um, I have another idea. Do you like to travel, see the world? <laughs> uh, it tentatively like shakes its head and then points up again. Yeah, up there. Yeah. It nods. 
Well, that armor you're wearing. Um, see that gentleman, that handsome, re revered old man over there? Uh, he took good care of that armor, that previous set. He uh, holds out a piece of the rusted chain mail. You know what? You're, you're pretty good looking set of plates, if I don't say so for myself. He like shines his gauntlet on his chest. I'll check Doran flirts with armor off of my bingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you look like a could be a good pair there. He kind of uh, leans back to look past you and sees Guy standing there and then shakes his head no. No? <sighs> um, excuse me, armor. I know you're best friends with Ganymede. It kind of like stops for a second, and then takes a curious step towards you, turning one side of its head as if to hear better. Well, we met Ganymede back in there, and uh, he uh, he and us, we, we all made a deal that he would ride along with us as we travel, and we would get him out of here and let him free and get rid of the rust monsters, and, you know, if, if you wanted to stick with Ganymede and stick with us... A good way to go about that would be by teaming up with Guy here. Yeah, um, Guy, isn't a little piece of Ganymede in you right now? I believe that was something to the effect that we were told. Something like that? The armor strokes its chin again and then kind of gestures out at all five of you, pointing to each of you individually. Uh, yeah, we all have some of him. I pull out the ladle. Kind of examines it, looking in close, and then gives you all a big, continuous nod. Slaps Guy on the back, gives him a nod, and then takes off walking again. I'm sorry, Guy. This is not how trade-ins work, so I don't know. Well, what? Now we have an armored friend who will travel with us. <laughs> not sure there's room in the rolling pin. We might have to... <laughs> Maybe yeah, I don't know about that. Like, Guy, I think we... I'm sorry to say, but I don't know if we need you anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just saying, like, we already, you know, there's not enough room in the rolling pin. we got a set of armor. Uh, you was... don't have any say in who goes in or out of the rolling pin. No, okay. Poppy, I was rather worthless in that last encounter with the Rust no. Monsters. I won't have you speak so ill of yourself. Aaron is following the armored um, entity. The yeah. armored armor. Yeah. Oh, it seems two <laughs> of our companions have already left. Perhaps we should get moving. <laughs> now there's room, you know, if Aaron left. So never mind. You're back, guy. Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you've been led up these paths uh, by the armor that seems to know the area quite well. Um, when it reaches the terminus of where you're headed, you see a horde of blue glowing urchins. And it kind of puts its hands on its hips and gives uh, some simulacrum of a sigh. And then it looks back at each of you. And then it kind of like gestures forward. Oh no, oh no. It's these things again, Aaron. Um, is there a path through? It's still staring at the urchins, but it shakes its head. And a, a moment passes, and then the armor looks at all of you and kind of shoos you away. Um, I think we need to back up. Yeah. Take, all right. Take cover. All right. Guy, you get behind me. You're not wearing armor. Thank you, Poppy. I'm very tender. Just <laughs> giant guy standing behind two foot tall poppy. Wrinkly. <laughs> You're all standing behind a corner so as not to get hurt by what comes next. The armor just kind of calmly walks into the horde of urchins and lets them burst. He seems to really not care. They explode and crumble and destroy themselves all around him and he just kind of walks through it. And then it makes a uh, clattering gesture to get you all to follow him now. 
I follow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy and Aaron, when you move through, you realize this is where you were stuck before. This horde of bursting urchins was blocking the way for you to go further into these caves. It wasn't even blocked off. We could have... I don't know. There's a lot happening. At least it's a way out. And there's something else here that's new that wasn't here last time. It's Shred. He's got some friends with him. They have lanterns and ropes. Uh, It seems they have just kind of made contact down here. They have lowered themselves into the cave to try to rescue you. Boy, am I glad to see you. Can you get us out? He can, and they do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You all work together to uh, hoist each other one by one out of these caves up the sheer cliff wall, some hundred feet back to the mainland of Lore. They get us out of these fucking caves. I wrote that in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fresh air. (sighs) Doran's laying, like, totally spread eagle on the grass, like, (laughs) gripping onto it. That was the worst part. Coming up, that was the worst part. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see the worst part? Yeah. For me, getting blowed up was the worst part. Blowed up. (laughs) (laughs) You take off his armor. Guy's just a big kid. <laughs> I think I need to see Huber right away. Huber's, uh, he's trying to take stock of everything we lost. I think it's best y'all get some sleep. There was something in the cave that disintegrated a body. I, I just hadn't seen anything like that before. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of it, but not right now. You need rest. Has there been any sign of the the old man? No, just you. And uh, we talked to uh, Bria and Barry, too. They weren't much help, but they're safe. All right. What of the Wisherspoon one? Uh, he did make it back. Uh, he's been talking with Huber, but Huber's been distracted, to say the least. All right, well, m- maybe we just hold up for the night at the house we've been given and do an inventory in the morning and try and figure out what to do next. I guess so. Is our suit of armor friend with us? Yes. It took some strange insisting back and forth that the armor needed to be hoisted separately as a person by itself. (laughs) (laughs) But it sort of insisted. As soon as you're out of danger's way, the exhaustion of everything kind of settles onto you all at once. The uh, armor cheerily walks along with you, not feeling any of this uh, trauma that you've all been through but it does follow you back to the warming house. And you are all ready to take your first night in lore. <laughs> your Jesus. first sleep. Yeah. How, how the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Long rest? Long we, rest. We sleep. Long rest. I need... Do we know what's happening tomorrow? No. Um, suffice to say the rumbling has, like, subsided. It probably rumbled one more time, like, as you guys were going to bed, but not again. So it, it does feel like the threat is is over. Okay. The next morning doesn't really match the tone of what you had all been through. It is bright, which is rare for Lore, being uh, under a layer of clouds here. But it's bright and clear and uh, as sunny as it really can be. Huber showed up early at your warming house. Uh, he came with tea and April to go over what happened last night and, and update you on what he knows and get some information out of you. Towards the bottom of your first cup of tea, Huber is wrapping up everything he had to explain to you. He says, We owe you all a great deal of thanks. There's no telling what would have happened to all of us without your intervention, but 
Even so, there has been significant damage to the island. Lore is dying. We don't have the time we thought we did. Perhaps it's time for us Tortle of Lore to find a new home. April has communed with the island this morning. Correct, yes. Uh, I have discovered that Lore will become unstable within the month. We'll continue to lose some ground at the edges, but for a few weeks yet we are safe. And the descent will be slow, but unstoppable, certainly. Guy, I am afraid little remains of Tower 25. You are free to examine the ruins, if you wish. Oh, this tower contained more of my memories. A great deal more. Confessions of your former self. Very well. What of all the other memories on this island? Will they make it off in time? As much as we can. We've made contact with the whale, a sort of supply vessel that makes its rounds around the clouds. It was here only a few days ago, but we've asked them to return, to reroute, so that they can take some of our people. The rest of us will remain here for a few weeks yet to ingest as much knowledge as possible so that we can take it with us, that which we can't carry. Should we be going on on the whale and leaving, or should we stay and help? I I feel bad that all this happened, y'all. What's going to happen to all the cloud kips? I fear the cloud kips won't return after last night. The shaking scared them, something fierce. The only thing we've seen since then are bright bobs, and in high amounts. There's droves of them out today. Hmm. It will take the whale a day or two to return here. In the meantime, please, take what Lore has to offer. Take Mikey's key. It will give you access to everything on the island. What happened to Mikey? Everything that remains. Mikey's fine. (laughs) Oh. Find him and ask him for his key. Okay. We have that key. Yeah, okay. We definitely have that key. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't technically, it is hidden in the shrubbery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huber kind of like moves his hand to his own necklace and he says, you can't have mine. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which was the, which one was the true crime tower? 25. Okay. I and Shred will be here for a few weeks yet and a few more of us. We're going to take in the knowledge we can. Engelbert has also offered to remain for a few weeks. He's going to write it all down. <laughs> <laughs> the way books should be. <sighs> where, where will you all go after that? He gets a little kind of wistful and looks out the window. He says, I'm not sure. There's a nearby island called Baxi. It's... Not for us. It's fast moving, but perhaps we could stay there a while while we find a new home. I worry things will not be as they once were. We all now live with the fear, the uncertainty. This island falling, why? Will it happen again? Where? On Baxi? When? Are you asking us? I don't know. I'm desperate, Poppy. Well, I'm going to take a bit of a leap um, and say that whatever that was sounds a bit like a curse or curse-adjacent. When I spoke with Engelbert, he seemed most convinced that this was not the work of a curse. 
He seems to be well-versed in such things. Yeah, darn, uh, what I felt from that creature was fiendish. Is there a fiend tower? <laughs> Never got around to it. Hmm. It seems everyone has met this entity but you and I, Doran. It's not real. Excuse me, it was totally real. I, I just don't want to think about it anymore. He had really blue eyes and, and veins that didn't look normal. They were spirals. I mean, we have to tell someone. It's just Whatever it is, it's just going to go to another Skyland and cause another catastrophe. Maybe it got what it wanted here. Yeah, all of the bismite power. But maybe that's not its ultimate goal. Perhaps it is amassing power for some other purpose. Right. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start. We're not equipped to handle that. It's not our responsibility either. Well, we're just here to escape something happening over on the mainland, like... Nimbus sent us here with a group of biznite, bismite miners. Biznites. Biznites. <laughs> Certainly, uh, even after this ordeal, they wish to continue their operations. At the very least, we could warn them in farewell. But how do we do that? Hubert, do you know where the whale is headed? Ah, I can show you. Please, follow me. He uh, leads you into this tall, natural cave opening, um, some distance outside of this warming house. More caves. <laughs> he sees all of your like, hesitance, <laughs> hesitance at entering a cave, he says. I promise it's shallow. And it is. It's just kind of one chamber, really, with a sort of sandy floor. At the end of this cave, you can see this kind of circle in the ground, sort of like raised up out of the sand. It's a dome in the vague shape of a large turtle. And Huber kind of walks over to it and he sort of lifts this dome off of the large turtle shape. And inside, you can see a big pool of clean sand. <laughs> it's a sand pit turtle. <laughs> God damn it. It's essentially a sand pit inside a big fake turtle. <laughs> Just like I had when I was 10. Mm -hmm. He waves his hand over this clean, flat sand, and you see bits of it start to float upward into the air. And you see it take 3D shapes. And after a moment, you recognize the shape of lore built in beautiful detail, just floating in the air. Cool. He kind of gestures his finger and lore begins slowly spinning in circles. He says, this is lore, of course. See the towers here? Of course. But near lore is Baxi. He uh, conjures up another island. Uh, this one is much bigger than lore, but built almost entirely vertically. It's all kind of stacked on top of itself instead of being a wide, spread out field and mountains like Lore is. Some of the islands in the sky move, which makes it complicated for traditional maps. That's why I prefer the sandbox. I find it most illuminating. How does it work? And she touches Lore. Yeah, you touch Lore and you feel like the room start to shake a little bit. Oh, and God. He's just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just a coincidence, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> That old man was actually eating sand. <laughs> <laughs> the geography tends to change over time, but these are some near neighbors. After Baxi, you would find the old castle. He uh, conjures up a small floating island with a singular, small, very modest fortress on it. Of course, you have Saffron, 
Uh, you see these idyllic rolling foothills and three large domes on it. The garden, a tangled mass of hanging roots and trees and stone bound together by roots. We have Magnus. We have the Winnowed Kingdom, the Deluge, and Chanoka. These are all quite close to us. A day's ride, maybe two, depending on the winds. There's a lot more out in the clouds than I ever knew was here. I didn't realize so much had been mapped. Indeed, and so much yet unmapped. There are hundreds of known islands, but hundreds more unknown. How do we get there? The whale is one option. There are several others. Skyships are not unfamiliar here. Isn't a ship coming back for us in a few days? More like a few weeks. We've only been here a day. Is there a way for the ships to talk to each other or for us to get a message to Captain Yarhar? Mm. April is gifted in the magic of divination. She may be able to send a message for you. Yeah, if we're trying to warn, maybe warn other miners, other islands? We should let Yarhar know what happened. He will know what to do. The good thing is you have time. At least a few days until the whale gets here. I suggest you decompress as much as you can. Learn something. Does this map tell you where the whale is going next? Unfortunately not. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a wanderer. I don't know. Why don't we talk to the couple of surviving miners, see what their thoughts are, see how they're doing too. Yeah, we should let them know about their companions. Yeah, Huber kind of leaves you guys to your own devices, really, for the first time. You are unbothered um, for a little while, at least, after Huber departs there. The island is yours. Aaron's going to level up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just elect you a can choice. just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it would be good to talk to the miners only because it seemed like there was a reason we were sent here that we were supposed to figure out, and I don't know if we did that. Maybe they know something. I thought we were just here to get away from the blight. And this was the first place they were coming. And the best ship they could trust. I don't think they were so charitable as to let us just be here freely. I think we were meant to gain something. Oh, so now you're saying that there was some other objective that these people wanted. I brought that up at the beginning, but no one listened to me. You're all just like, oh, let's just go. <laughs> Wow, tell us how you really Aaron's feel. Aaron's teen toot is coming out, and I love it. <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're all kind of put together for one reason, and now we're all kind of stuck. I don't think that they planned for that. So if there is an ulterior motive, I don't think I was involved. I think you're right. We should warn people about this creature we saw on the island. But I, beyond that, I'm like, I don't, I mean, it's out of our control, like you guys said. And if they did send us here with some weird motive, then that's on them, not on us. Are you not telling us something? Who are you talking to? You. Oh, um, I don't think so. I think. <laughs> Insight check. Convincing. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't think to do that. Aaron rolled an insight check. <laughs> Let me just assume Aaron's rolling an inside check mm -hmm. anytime anyone says anything. Five, so. 
Dorn is the picture of honesty and has nothing to hide. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Jeremy. Oh, me? <laughs> I just don't see what what I would have to do with this fight, you know? Yeah, I'm with Poppy on this one. Apparently we really bonded in that cave, huh? I mean, trauma does that to people. I do, however, want to see these islands, and I don't feel safe going back to Farewell. What was the first one they said? Start with a B? Bearskin. Baxi. Baxi? Bearskin. Baxi. I I do think we should skip Baxi, though. Yeah, Just it sounds small. I don't know. I, <laughs> I believe we will be at the whim of whomever's ship or we the are whale. aboard. Are we talking about a literal whale, or is the ship named the whale? Aaron shrugs. I don't know. I'm sorry. Doran, you have an issue with... The name Baxi? I do. I really do. Your name is not that great. I'm just... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow, Poppy. What happened to you in that cave? Everything. You weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go find these miners and share our condolences. Sure, but then we need to see if there's anything that you wanted out of these towers that are still here. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were all... Raring to get into them. At some point, I will be returning to Tower 25. Perhaps see if more of my past is there. I insist on going with you, Guy. Very well, Doran. I would like to see if there are towers with recipes. Okay. So the first thing I think that happens is checking in with Bria and Barry. And they are understandably a little somber. Bria more than Barry. Barry seems more or less unbothered. Hmm. They had spoken with Huber earlier today. He let them know the kind of terrible nature of what had happened, uh, let them know that mining missions, at least for the immediate future, are an unsafe venture and that they might find a new line of work in the short term. He's offered them uh, to stay with the turtle uh, for as long as they wish, uh, to travel with them if they want to. Hey, you two. Yeah. Well, uh... I think I speak for all of us when I say I'm very sorry we couldn't get there fast enough. Having you guys at all, it's it's better than if we didn't. I mean, I mean, I mean it. Thank you. I just if it's any consolation, which I'm not very good at, at consoling people. Um, so I'm sorry if this comes off wrong, but no one could have lived through what we saw um no one could have survived that there's nothing you could have done yeah if you had been there there's nothing you could have done you just would have been dead too what they mean is that it was already too late they probably didn't suffer i mean we don't know that part but yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay okay yeah thank you all for stopping by i oh and your blasting caps you gave us they were awesome, so thank you very, very much. Um, they killed Guy here for a second. <laughs> Great. Just a second. But he came back. He's already dead, too, so he's fine. Uh, okay. But he's he's one of the player characters, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> Plot armor and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Journey is so dizzy. Oh, ex- actually, armor is kind of a touchy subject right now. <laughs> the, the suit of armor just folds its arms like, huh. I feel terrible trying to pry information out of you right now, but I think that we need to ask, especially with 
the island falling um, before our return flight is even going to get here. Do you have any idea why Captain Yarhar and Liberia uh, sent us here? I mean, I'm sure rumors were going about on the ship. Did you hear anything? Can I roll a persuasion or something? Um, so Bria is sympathetic to the things you're asking. You know, she she seems like shaken and wants to understand what happened here. I think you're going to need insight to figure out what she's really grappling with. Insight, you said? Yeah. 20. Not natural. Oh, shit. Okay. Wowee! Yeah. yeah, okay, so she... Uh, you can see she wants to tell you, but is afraid of, like, consequences. You can also see that Barry is, like, looking at her. Bria looks at Barry and then looks at you, and she says, Listen, nobody wants to talk about it, but there's something going on. It's like this secret that's spreading among everyone, or some people, the elite. I don't know, but... Some of us miners are starting to catch on too. Somebody knows something. This bismite, this this mad rush for bismite, there's something about it that we don't understand. It's more than fuel. So you probably don't know for sure, but as soon as we get off this skyland, we're going to be able to hear the same rumors. No harm in just spitting it out, Barry, right? I'm going to look over at Barry and try to make him say it. like a race or something. Uh, whoever gets it all wins. I don't know. It's not going to be me. I know that. He like throws a glow stick on the ground. Just a union grunt. Who are you mining this bismite for? At the same time, they both go, Libera. Who would you want to win the race? If we knew what it did, I might have an opinion, but if you're asking if I want Libera to have more power, Yeah. More than I want the other kings to have power. More than I want Lodum back on the forefront of everything. Where, Where is the bismite getting delivered? When you guys dock at Farewell, where does it go? Uh, it doesn't go very far. As far as I know, it actually doesn't really leave the forge ring. It all kind of stays near the tower. What do they tell you it's for? Is it just for fuel for the airships? The Age of Innovation. Sorry, that's, they keep saying the age of innovation, like, you know, all the skyships and stuff, like, flying around, all the fuel. They say we just need, we need all of it. We need all we can get our hands on so we can fly forever. Flying forever kind of seems like falling forever, depending on the way you look at it. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not against innovation. The technology has really helped my business. At what cost are we drawing all the bismite out of the earth? As far as I know, the Earth is pretty big. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have been here if I knew that the island was going to collapse. I, I thought it had, like, an abundance. That's why we were here in the first place. It may have. Don't worry, it's not your fault. It's the the big man. Big people in charge. The biz knight. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know what else to call him. Who are you talking about, Poppy? The old man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Biznight's not bad, actually. I feel like Biznight <laughs> sounds too nice. I was really hoping we would just call the bad guy Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Philip J. Collins. Yeah. Let's not, t- let's not mention Philip J. Oh, Collins sorry. here. Yeah. <laughs> Bria's just like... <sighs> I 
think I know a few that I wouldn't want to win the race. We have Diver. Yeah. Old Man. <laughs> Not my favorite person going after the Bismite. I have to say Libera is um, actually someone worth supporting of this group. We need to learn as much as we can to that end. The Towers of Lore are at your disposal with an archivist's key in hand. In shrub. In, in shrub. In shrub. <laughs> in shrub now. Are we hand. able to get the key back? <laughs> yeah, you guys go to recover where that key is, and there is a hole in the floor <laughs> exactly where that key was. And the, no, it's, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> a key shaped hole in the ground through the island. And you just see clouds. <laughs> All you the way uh, down. briefly reconvene with Mikey, who is a nervous wreck, being that he had lost or misplaced his junior archivist key and had been looking for it ever since. Um, do you guys let him know that you took it? No, absolutely not. Wow, well, right. it's a good it's a good thing we found it on the ground out there. Mikey, can you believe this? Your best friend Aaron found your key here. I just don't think we're ever going to be able to make another key. I don't even know how Mikey, these things work. It's okay. <laughs> it's here, Mikey. You really have to be careful, though. Don't drop things like this. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I, I'm always looking out for my friends. <laughs> wow. Aaron, I... Wow, you, that, that's really special. Thank you so much. Uh, but Huber did say we can have it. Oh, okay. So. And he just gives it back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Mikey. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I, I did a couple of reverse eats throughout the night. Yeah. But I feel okay now. <laughs> okay. I'm a little sad and anxious from all the stuff that's going on, but... Hey, yeah, I... That also might be the sugar drop. Yeah. I sit down next to Mikey. Um, I want you to pace yourself, okay? Okay. Good things are better in moderation. Okay. Can you Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. I reach into my satchel and I pull out a owl figurine. No, you don't have it. You gave it to me, and it's in my inventory. Fuck no, he does not get my owl. <laughs> he will eat it, and I don't think that's fair. Okay, well, yeah. What did you have for me, Doran? <laughs> I'm digging in the satchel. Um, Poppy. Uh, yeah? I think that, uh... Mikey here has been through a lot, and I figure we might have something for him that would really cheer him up and brighten his young, beautiful mind's day. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Give me a second. Hold on. He does have a beautiful mind's <laughs> Shut up. day. Beautiful hey, all right, ready? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Um. <sighs> Digging through the satchel and not finding uh, the owl figurine that I thought was there. Um, Doran looks over at Poppy. Uh, Poppy, um, you know, I think there's something that we could share with Mikey that's more age-appropriate for Mikey to have and would really mean a lot to this young, handsome turtle who is losing his whole world. Wow. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I spent a little bit of last night making a kid's cookbook for you. Aww. <laughs> that, has, that's what I was looking for. Yep. Where okay. is it, Poppy? It's right here, and it's definitely just, like, scraps of parchment. 
and I pro- I didn't have a crayon, so I used a chocolate chip. Okay. <laughs> it has one recipe, and okay. it was it for? It's for um, pizza. It's for cookie. It's for cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's for like a no bake cookie. Where oh, you just like combine stuff and let it cool. Okay, that's very thoughtful. Um, you can just eat it if you get impatient halfway through. But again, the moderation and um, all of that. And it's easy enough for you to follow. Cool. Did you get this from the recipe tower? No, I'm, I I made it myself. Whoa. New knowledge. And he kind of like starts pouring over it. Well, I'm satisfied. Um, <laughs> hope you have a good life, Mikey. He kind of waves you off looking at the recipe. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that, Poppy? Recipe tower. Can't wait. I'm going to learn so much. Um, you've all been made privy to the knowledge that inhaling the vapor of these things will actually instill the memories in you permanently, uh, instead of just hearing the conversations. Um, I, I will assume that is what you guys will want to do in some of these cases. Mm-hmm. Um, Poppy. Oh no. Yes. The recipe tower is actually the tower of plants and food. Yeah. It is also on top of a mountain. Not so Yeah. Uh, in order to get to the Tower of Plants and Food, I need you to make an athletics check. Oop. That's a negative one for my modifier. <laughs> That's a three, because I rolled a four. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you spend a good portion of the day kind of like trying to rock climb a sheer cliff face. Is there, <laughs> is there a hidden staircase somewhere that I missed? <laughs> Not that you've seen so far. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron, what kind of information do you seek out? Hmm. I think Aaron wants to know more info about magic because Diver showed some crazy magic and they saw what they assumed to be magical deaths in the cave. Dark magic, maybe? Mm-hmm. There are a few towers devoted to magic of different types. Um, the one you end up at is one that is dedicated to uh, magic as a resource, as a sort of utility, kind of like people might think of electricity. Mm -hmm. And here you hear things about the weave. Uh, You open a few of these jars to hear people discussing the weave and what it means. Effectively, the weave is uh, sort of invisible threads that, that are magic. They tie us, people, creatures, to the realm of magic. It allows us to manipulate reality the weave also connects different things together that might create a temporary bond between a wizard and an object that he can manipulate, but it can also tie places together. It gives the example of the Feywild and the mortal plane uh, are, are tightly bound by the weave, so that in certain places you can literally walk between these places through the weave. Hmm. Much like electricity, magic is an expendable resource. It's very quantifiable. Power can be given, taken, it can be drained and amassed and stored in battery-like objects. In fact, that's more or less what bismite is, a sort of natural crystallization of magic. It's a sort of natural magic battery. I wonder if I have a battery. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aaron just says to themselves in a dark tower by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Journey, what do you seek out? Journey wants to figure out who that who or what that old man was. Mm-hmm. I think she felt 
like she got she got its focus for a moment and that scared her um, and she wants to know more about fiends, celestials, that sort of stuff and like how they interact with this plane. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where she's landing, but she's also kind of open to wandering and just picking up knowledge wherever. Yeah. Being that you know that this thing had this fiendish celestial energy on it, that's the first thread that you can follow. Um, That leads you to a couple different places, uh, including a sort of religious resource that describes uh, what fiends are in a religious sense. And it leads you down this weird rabbit hole about learning about godhood and pantheons and what that all means. You can see that there are scores of different pantheons. There's, you know, a set of 12 gods here, another dozen there, another 36 under a different faith. And you start to wonder, like, what makes something a god? What are they? Are they entirely different? Are they things not of this world? Or are they things that were here that became so powerful that no one could say they weren't a god? That feels similar to the way that Journey views the great beasts, I think. I think that what we've touched on in this group with our interaction briefly with Cree is that a lot of beings see Cree as some sort of godlike creature and Journey knows that they're not a god. Am I a god? <laughs> Do I have a god? <laughs> While researching, you know, these these creatures of different kind of uh, echelons of power and their proximity to the great beasts, you do come across mentions of them. There are certain ones in the clouds that are sort of known and revered. You see a few names come up again and again. Cree is mentioned the most often, but also Halu, the mother whale, another one called Melis, the quake, Sesk, the coil, and Vermin Lord Trick. They're all quite pompous and elevated names. You've seen a lot of these before. You've seen mentions of Vermin Lord Trick. Uh, he has ruled over parts of uh, the Fernglade, a, a massive forest on the western edge near Silvery. <laughs> You know that all of these beasts are accompanied by powerful cohorts, um, usually of the same kind of creature that they are. You know that they grant blessings, that they're said to grant wishes for people who's who have earned their favor. And some people here in the clouds also think that the great beasts are pets of the fae. They seem to only exist in areas where fae are also common. What if gods were some of us? <laughs> <laughs> And that leads us to Tower 25. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Is that Armor with us? Uh, armor stays with you, Guy, most of the time. Okay. I think it's taking a liking to you, Guy. Yeah. It shakes its head now. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get there. <laughs> um, the first thing you find that instills a little bit of hope in you is that the tower has not been destroyed. Uh, it is not completely collapsed. In fact, uh, the first few floors of it still stand tall. It's the below ground stuff that didn't fare so well. It had mostly collapsed, in fact. In these upper levels is where you find information on crime, organized crime. Doran, it doesn't take you long to find mentions of the Blight. It seems they are well known out here. The Blight is a criminal organization with ties to the Fae that is known. They once attempted to assassinate the King of Dawn's Edge. Right. They're led by powerful kingpins. 
those that you heard mentioned are known as Diver, Parsimon, and Smilegrin. Diver is spoken about in curses and gritted teeth. He's a murderous Eladrin with little regard for mortal life. And he's been known in the public eye for open defiance, outbursts, and some of the smaller crimes. Usually when somebody gets mugged or somebody gets stabbed to death in an alleyway, Diver is somehow attached to it, especially in Farewell. Parsimon has Diver's respect. Smilegrin has been seen with both of them, but is a complete enigma. They've been seen around the clouds for over a decade, but only in recent years have they been seen among the kingdoms. Notably, an uprising in Lodum just over two years ago. I have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, so everybody else is alone, but when we're uh, sniffing knowledge, yeah. is it like does it like go right to our brains, or is yes. it like yep. being recited? Yeah. So you would open it and just like inhale it, and then nobody else would hear that. So it's it's really up to Doran whether he's cracking these open to hear them, or if he's just inhaling everything he finds, knowing that this island is crashing. Sniffing it up. Yeah. Okay. Do I do I glean anything about? their goals or motivations in any of the memories? Um, you can get a little bit of like emotional read off of the people that are telling these stories. And so you keep finding yourself like in the room with April, you know, and she's like drawing memories out of people. In some cases it's shred that is like traveled to talk to people and get their memories. And you can see the kind of like reactions and the way that these conversations happen. And it is hatred. Most of the people that know of these people in the blight they they literally do think of them as a blight as a, the sort of unriddable curse among the clouds Doran uh leaves the chamber after he's had his fill stands up straighter a little more rigid has a sense of urgency uh, restored and a little more resolve goes looking for a guy yeah a guy you are down just one floor um hoping to go deeper but Moving into that second sub-basement, it's just rubble. And unfortunately, that's essentially where your memories begin, is at that second sub-basement. What you do notice is smoke, vapor rising up through the rubble. Hmm. Um, guy uh, draws his sword, not for combat, but brings it out. And starts sniffing. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of point your sword down at the rubble, and those vents are open. And as Guy inhales deep, at the same time, you hear this metallic, almost echoing, <gasps> as your sword inhales. And uh, you get all of it. You get all the mustiness. You actually cough a little bit as it kind of like cakes your throat, quote unquote. <laughs> And you're also startled because at the same time, you are seeing glimpses of something that is yours, but is completely unfamiliar. You see hooves in mud, and you see armor. You see a corpse just getting stepped on. You see swords and torches, and you see long tables. Diplomatic conversations with lords and ladies from all over the world. But just little flashes until it lands on one salient, clean memory. And Doran, coming down the stairs to see Guy, you can see this last part. He's inhaling a trail of black vapor. And Guy, in your mind, you hear and see. A 
I have been convinced that these confessions are to remain in historical archives, and that those who might hear them will do so long after my passing. And to those hearing this, hear my words in plain speech. I am responsible for the death of no less than 1,000 people. Thieves, murderers, soldiers, men, women, civilians. My actions, my decisions, right or wrong, they were made for the good of my kingdom, of my people, my family. But now I have something else to confess for the good of the people who will hear this long after my passing. I cannot bear it. The humiliation. The kingdom for which I've sacrificed. Sacrificed my people. Sacrificed my family. The kingdom that has called my blade to war time and again is a lie. Lodum has fallen, infiltrated by fey machinations with roots so deep I cannot discern where they began, and I am trapped among the roots. And I think we'll end it there. What? <laughs> Thanks everybody so much for listening. I am Tim, your GM. I'm uh, Aaron. Wait, I'm Hannah played Aaron. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Tara, and I am startled, and I'm Journey. I'm Thomas, and I am Guys. <laughs> guys. Um, I'm John. I play Dorn. <laughs> I'm Maggie, and I play Poppy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Uh.